Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, welcome. You arrived, you're here, you have made it to Insurance Town, and I'm so glad that you have because we've got a great show in line for you. We've got my good friend, Nick Barry hanging out with us today from Better Agency. He does a great job just, just laying out some basic marketing principles that just are amazing. Just taking that to that next level and just thinking about some things outside the box a little bit. You know, I love it. We talk a little bit about uh, Better Agency, what they've got going on. We talk about his life. We walk down his story and hear about his uh, life through memory lane. And uh, before we get into that, though, I got to get into my sponsors. And I want to start off with my title sponsor today in Smart Choice. They are the fastest growing agency network for a reason, hands down, no lengthy contracts, no upfront fees. They just want to split uh, commissions with you. And that's only on the uh, business that they provide or the carriers they provide to you. They don't have any ownership in your business. They don't want any of the carriers you have existing just off of what they provide to you. And they want to share in their bonus and their contingencies. They come at you with so much. They want to help you to grow. They even do crazy things like lowering your volume requirements, maybe even getting you increased commissions. Uh, it's unbelievable what they can do. If you haven't checked them out, go to smartchoiceagents.com and tell them the mayor sent you there's a button in there where you can you know, find out everything you want to know about your territory, who your marketing rep is, all of that good stuff. Reach out to them. Promise you, if you tell them the mayor sent you, you'll be greeted with open arms and ready to rock and roll. Number two, let me talk to you about, in no particular order, my good friends over at CanLP Connect. I absolutely love working with Canopy Connect, and so do you. So many of you have reached out to me. So many of you have come to me and said, man, can't even connect change my whole agency. We've done so much. And they're fixing to dive into commercial too. So guys, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Get your demo. Get your discount. Check it out. Tell Robert or Casey, Tolga, whoever you talk to over there, tell them that I sent you. You'll be so proud that you did because it is. They are your one-click solution to getting all the deck pages you need to quote your prospects. So uh, use canopy.com backslash Heath. Check it out. Now, on to today's show, my good friend, Nick Berry, Better Agency. Sit back, relax, and let's go. Nick Berry, what's happening, brother? Not much. Just uh, hanging out in my basement. Hanging out in the basement. It's your basement, not your mom's basement, though, right? It's my basement, yeah. There you go. I like it. I like it. Um yeah, man. So you and I, you know, for those that are listening several weeks from now, we're not at IAOA. Uh, everybody else and their mom is at IAOA. Um, and we're not. But I don't feel bad about it. Uh, I'm good with it. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I am too. Uh, you know, for the last several years, a lot of trade shows uh, in the pre in the various roles I've been in. And um, it's kind of nice to take a break from, from yeah. having to go to trade shows all the time and, and missing my kids and my wife and yeah, I get it. Yeah, there's going to be plenty represented from our companies, I guarantee it. So, yeah. I think we sent six people. <laughs> yeah, I think we did the same. Uh, we're like four or five anyway. So, um, I think we're going to be fully represented. Um, so, I figured while that was going on, I'd take advantage of you know a little hole in your schedule and bring you on the show to talk a little bit. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I followed your career for a long time. And, uh, you know, you and I have gotten to catch up at different trade shows and you've thrown me some t-shirts over the years. And so... Um, I appreciate that for sure. So 
Uh, why don't we do this before we get too deep into you and I just chit-chatting? Let's uh, make it an official thing. and Let's take a walk down memory lane, and let's tell the people who maybe don't know who Nick Berry is. Let's go back as far as we can. Bring us up to where you are today. Okay. So uh, my insurance career actually started about 20 years ago, right after I got out of the Air Force. I, uh, I signed on to be an AFLAC agent, um, which was a tough, tough gig. Um, I did that for a minute, um, realized it was not something I wanted to do long-term and got into uh, sales and uh, just kind of cruised through the sales career for several years before uh, joining a, an insure tech about six years ago. Um, you know, had a few kids in between there, got married a couple of times. Um, yeah. So, and then, you know, you know joining the you know, insure tech kind of launched my career in marketing. Um, at the time, I, I started that that company as a sales coordinator. Um, they kind of realized that my strengths were probably better suited on the marketing side of things and just kind of helped build the marketing team there. Um, took another marketing job. And then uh, earlier this year, uh, you know, the, my current company, Better Agency, reached out and they were looking to hire for the thing I love to do. And I, I've learned over my, my, my sales and marketing career. I, uh, I don't really like sales. I'm good. I'm okay at it. I'm good at it. Um, and even the marketing side of things, I'm more on the technical operations side. Um, what I tech, I started out in when I was in the Air Force, I went to college and went to started school as electrical engineer. And yeah. I love the engineering aspect of marketing. I love the technical okay. and operations and lo- logistics of marketing. There you go. So like, what does that mean to like the, the average guy listening? Because most people think when they think marketing, they think social media, or they think sitting down a flyer or being on TV on a commercial or a billboard that costs way too much money. Right. What does that mean? The technical side of marketing? And I'm going to eat so, a cheat over too. So for 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 me, what it it kind of looks like is getting the 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 content, the creative, everything delivered, and connecting all the pieces. So my first project at Better Agency was literally standing up our CRM environment, the CRM our sales and marketing team uses, building that out and and getting all of the pieces flowing in. So we have a congruent view of what we're doing, what's working, what isn't. And all of that and the data. The data is where I the data is where the power is. That's where the money is. Yeah, it is. And that's been such a buzzword in our industry for the last several years. I guess mainly since, at least in my opinion, since the pandemic, that whole worldwide pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. I think it made us even more hyper focused. Although there was a focus prior, but I think it's really ramped up a lot in the last couple of years. And some people are like, you know, and I think Nick Ayers is famous for saying something about, you know, now that you got the data, what are you going to do with it? I mean, it's one thing to yeah. to get the data, but what are you going to do with it? And so I think a lot of people, when I, you know, I work with agencies all over the country and I go in their offices and talk about, yeah, we got all this data we got from RES or from so-and-so or from this company or that company. And, you know, or we tapped into this from our management system, but what are you doing with it? I mean, it's cool. You got it all right there, but yeah. So what do you tell people? They're like, yeah, I've got the data. Now, what do I do with it? Well, it's you have to. You have to. A, you have to be able to look at the data and consume it, and go, what does this mean? And start making not just assumptions, but you're validating your assumptions by looking at the data. And the thing I, I tell people all the time, you know, one of the companies I came from was a, an MPS provider. Um, if you can collect MPS all day long, but if you don't do anything with it, if you don't solve the problems from the low scores and you don't reward or or communicate with the high scores, what's the point of collecting it? You might as well just shove it in a drawer and forget about it. 
Same thing with with your marketing data. If you're not taking action actions based on your data, what was the point? Yeah, I think there's so much right there that you can learn just from seeing that. And so, so you're more into that side of it. So, um, but I do see yourself in front of the camera a lot, and I see you. So yeah. you do some. You have a TikTok channel, right? Yeah. Uh, what is that one called? Uh, not evil Nick is the yeah. name, and it's uh. Actually, the TikTok account name is World's Okayest Dad. I love, I, I think I like every, or love or heart every one of your videos. Yeah. Good. I think it's the, brilliant. That's what I was looking for. World's Okayest Dad. Yeah. That's Where did that the, come from? And how did you, that's hilarious. <laughs> so the previous company, um, I've always been like, you don't have to be the greatest to be really good and to be successful. You do not have to be the greatest at anything. So for a hot minute on my, uh, on my LinkedIn profile, I had put, world's okayest marketer. And uh, I got a ton of interaction based on it. Like every time I would comment on some big page or big account on LinkedIn, I'd get a ton of people who would be like, oh my God, that's so hilarious. That's great. And uh, so I wish I had it with me. I have, I my wife even made me a world's okayest marketer coffee cup, but you know, kind of go forward a little bit. My CEO reached out and said, hey, I, I, you're my marketer. You can't say that. I'm like, eh, it's my LinkedIn. <laughs> right. And I, like, I, like I said, you can, you don't have to be the greatest to be good. Um, it kind of falls in line with one of my favorite sayings is done is better than perfect. Okay. Is better than perfect. Um, yeah. So there's, and a I kinda, of, there's a lot of pressure that goes with the perfect thing. There's a lot of pressure that goes with this or that. I think two people get wrapped up into that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, if you do uh, ever achieve, which you never will, unless your name is Jesus Christ or whatever, but I don't think you're ever going to achieve perfect. Right. I think if you're achieving and striving for that, you're, you know, <laughs> in a wrong place, you know? Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I thought that's what I was leading you towards. Cause I think that's uh it's great. And for a long time, I didn't realize that was you. Um, <laughs> man, I was like, I recognize this guy, but world's okay. So this guy looks like Nick Barry. Yeah. And then I dug a little deeper. I was like, that is Nick. And so I uh, became a follower of yours real quick. And I think it's fantastic. And so, yeah. um, so again, you know, back into to the whole marketing thing, I think it's interesting whenever you left your previous employer that we all knew about and came here, I thought it was fascinating because when people think of marketing in our industry, Nick Ayers is probably pretty top of the list when it oh, comes yeah. to great marketers in our industry. And I, my outside looking in is probably he wants more work on the business than in it. And maybe that's why he brought you in, Yep. but that's gotta be some pressure on your part too, working with Nick Ayers. No, I, it was, I, it like when they, he reached out, I was like, yes, I want to go work for him. Um, he's creating, he's that, that's the thing where most, um, operators struggle with is content creation. Uh, business owners struggle with it. CMO, I, CMOs often struggle with it. Even mark, just re- regular marketers. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to be in front of the camera all the time. I'm more than happy to, and we're working on some videos and new content and stuff like that. But, um, I wanted to work for somebody who could create content at scale and prove my chops as an operator that I can get it delivered and, and, and get it consumed. Yeah. And he is so good at that part of oh, it. And yeah. some of his, con- even going back, he posted a repost of a video from like back in his early days of him mm-hmm. standing out in front of a coffee shop and do it or some strip mall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like these cheesy graphics that flew across did all, and he was making fun of himself. But I was like, even for now, that was good. Yeah. And he was like, this is terrible. But my question to you, cause Nick, <laughs> Who am I kidding? He doesn't listen to my show. But if he did, I don't care if he hears this because I love the guy. But is he ever serious? Uh, yeah, 
he is yeah. but like i mean that's it, it's you know the the persona is you know for for the content and for the you know for the socials um you kind of sometimes can't be like if you take yeah. yourself too serious what's the point no i get it i just every time i see him in any kind of event it just feels like yeah. he's always on and i get that you probably get that a lot too i mean as marketing people we have to be on all the time and as podcast host or as whatever position you may be in um so i just wondered behind the scenes if he's if that's the nick Ayers that we all see you see every day or is there a different uh, behind like the- like when we were we, we went to inbound together um last month and it was the same guy I talked to, the same guy I met, I, you know, the first time I met him in person a, a couple of years ago. Um, he's, he's that's that's him. Pretty awesome. I love it. So that being said, um, I, I do want to dive into a few a few things on marketing. And um, so one of the things that I feel like, again, going back to the cliches in the marketing and whatnot, people you know, talk about a lot, you know, obviously people go towards social media or they talk about buying this or that, or they, you know, they'll billboards or, you know, some people are even still doing radio ads. I heard several insurance agencies that had some radio ads here locally in Little Rock where I'm at, but, um, I, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about another strategy. Some people shy away from, and that's more like email. And I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on that and, uh, you know, lead you down that path and don't get too yeah. mad now. You can, <laughs> Oh, I, I, I can love, see you getting fired up already. I, I love email. Um, uh, I think every person, every business, uh, should be, should be emailing their, their prospects, their clients, their prior clients, um, period. Um, a lot of people get hung up on, on, you know, what do I send it? Send them stuff that they care about. You know, if you're, you know, if, you know, we're talking insurance, you, you want to stay in front of them with stuff that's relevant to them based on what you want to sell them. Um, what problem you're solving for them. If you're an, if you're a, a PNC personal lines, primary agency, figure out what things in your community you can talk about and email people about. And um, it, it, this is going to, this is going to upset some people, but the content of email, the emails is almost irrelevant. It's not a hundred percent, but it's it's more about who's sending it, when you're sending it, and what you're trying to communicate, what you're trying to do. Um, you know, the the big driver. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I need to get the perfect subject line." A big driver of email open rates is not the subject line; it's who it's coming from. It's do they know who you are? And it's kind of like Jordan Belfort's uh, shtick, where he says, "People people buy from people they know, like, and trust." Um, same thing. People open emails from people they know, like, and trust. Um, so if they're and if you're consistent with the e- with emailing people regularly, they're gonna open your emails and they're gonna and you know and then you get then you gotta start focusing on making sure the content delivers and it's relevant. But outside of that, people overthink it. It's kind of like most everything else in business. They kind of get in their own heads and get in their own way. Yeah, but I also think. Another big buzzword is thrown out there to play devil's advocate a little bit is, but Nick, you're spamming me too much. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I actually, we actually had a prospect who said they emailed us. We emailed them too much before their before their call, and I was like, "Good, see you later." <laughs> yeah, the, okay. and it's it's you know, and my approach in my sales career was always get them to know as fast as possible. So if they're upset by getting too many emails, you Good don't, point. they're not going to buy from you. <laughs> a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny you say that, you know, APP, if you ever subscribe to APP's emails, you get about a hundred a week. Um, but nobody, I mean, I say that I'm going to say this out loud. Kelly's going to be listening to this. 
<laughs> I, I have not yet hear somebody say you email me too much. Yeah. And I, we've hired some good marketing people that they change up the subject line. They change up the content. They're intentional with the emails. And we have about a, you know, probably a, at least I know I have several lists that we use. It's not just like blind carbon, everybody. You have certain lists you send to certain people. You know, at least we do anyway. Prospects get these certain emails. Our clients get these certain emails. And so I think there's still a lot of intention or intentionality that needs to go into it. But yeah, I, I think you're onto something there as far as, and it's a free resource. I say free, but you know what I mean? It's a free resource. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's been, yeah, that, that's kind of my focus is primarily because it's the it's the best way still to deliver content. What, if email's number one, what's number two? Social media, pay, paid social media. Like don't, okay. it's like uh, I I'm a big proponent of of, of paid paid advertising. Um, organic social media is almost dead. Um, businesses should still be using it and still be posting to social media because when your clients, the prospects find you, they're going to go look at your, your Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and you, they should see a consistent flow because that just builds trust. It's a trust, uh, trust signal, but, uh, paid, you know, you should have a paid strategy for content you're creating. Period. On all platforms or just on certain ones? Find the one, find the one you like. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't, I particularly am not a huge fan of LinkedIn, but if your audience is on LinkedIn and you like yeah. using LinkedIn, run LinkedIn ads. If you're on Facebook and you like Facebook and your audience is there, heck, we're, I, I, I propose we start doing some TikTok ads for our, I mean, why right. not? It's worth testing. It, that's the thing. Oh, you know, you can't ever be complacent. Um, but it's always worth testing and trying something out. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. What are your thoughts on texting your clients or your prospects? I, I've always struggled because I've, I've always been in B2B space. I've always been yes. selling to businesses. So I've always struggled with like, I won't give my cell phone number to sure. any vendor. <laughs> right. No, I gotcha. Um, yeah, I have, no. I have a Google, if I'm, if I, if I have a form or a, an account that require, I have a Google voice number that I put in for everything, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's still a good, I mean, if, as long as you have consent and you're, you're playing by the rules and you're not spamming people, it's still a good place. It's still a good thing to use. I just, I, because of the space I've always been in, I've just never been able to connect it with what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a mid-roll ad. As you heard of the guitar riff already, we're here now. I hate to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I got to talk to you about my good friends, your good friends. They sponsor this show because they love you, the citizens of Insurance Town. Hear me on that. It's very important that you hear me on that. Let's start off with my good friends over at Agency Performance Partners. They are the BFF to agency owners from East Coast to West Coast. And our friends in Canada. So they are a phenomenal partner for you. They work with uh, agencies just like yours all across the country to solve some of the industry's biggest challenges. And they've got so many new programs going on right now. New pricing coming out uh, in 2023. But hey, if you book right now, uh, you can get uh, 2022's pricing. And that even extends till July of next year on booking and whatnot. But you got to act now on all their programs from agency efficiency to retention to um, let's talk about uh, their new Apex commercial program. Let, let's even talk about their Apex sales program. All their core programs right then and there. We would love to work with you on. They have a brand new course that just dropped called Wow Customer Service. 
And it is 10 dynamic steps to help you improve your customer service. They even have a new agency training model. So much things. I can't even get into all of it. It'd be a 30-minute read. So let's get into the ad read now. And let's talk about agencyperformancepartners.com. Go to agencyperformancepartners.com and check it out. Also, my good friends over at CoverDesk. CoverDesk does a phenomenal job at uh, virtual assistance. Uh, if you're looking uh, to bring on a, a new staff member or you need to hire somebody for this or that, look no further than CoverDesk as your first choice, uh, your first option. If you're looking for somebody to take off some of those administrative tasks, if you're looking for somebody to come in and uh, do policy changes, or maybe they can come in and do uh, mortgagee changes. Maybe they can come in and quote new business for you. They have a whole team out there and covered us direct. They can quote new business for you. Um, they got people that can be forward facing. They can be not forward facing. They can work on administrative tasks. They can work on cold calls. So many things you could do with a virtual assistant. And it's unbelievable. Um, CoverDesk has spent get put them through a month of training, solid insurance training, so they understand our industry, they understand our processes, they understand our systems. Even uh, they do a phenomenal job, and they can be the same for you. CoverDesk.com. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, so I'd probably say more than half of my audience is going to be producers or agency owners or people that work yeah. in an agency. And so yeah. many of the CRMs, so many of the agency management systems have that text feature. Mm-hmm. And I always suggest to my clients to use that to their benefit, yeah. especially if they're pushing out, you know, I don't know, uh, such and such carrier has, you know, newer rate or lower rates right now, or, you know, we just introduced this new product da, 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 yeah. or we just added such and such carrier to our portfolio. I'm sure better has the same. They have a texting feature if I had to guess. Yep. Yep. We do. And I would say, you know, use it correctly and, but don't be afraid to use it. Cause I know no. me personally, when I get a text about, you know, whether it's my energy bill just went up or my, you know, insurance is due or whatever it is, I, I respond much quicker. Cause this is always on me. It's in yeah. my ass or in my pocket, uh, my back pocket. <laughs> I should say. It's in my back pocket at all times. I yeah. you know, always hear it uh, or yeah. feel it buzzing or whatever. So. Uh, I would say the approach is, yeah, if, if it's, if you can, if you can present content that's going to be relevant to them or like we, um, you know, I'm working out a, um, an idea I had a, a while ago because of Hurricane Ian. Uh, yeah. We had an instance where a, a, one of our companies, one of our agencies was message or posted in our, in our Facebook group that, uh, you know, how good the broadcast uh, email and text worked to get the message out on how their their clients can submit a claim. Yeah. So they could take care of their people. They had sure. everything done right up front. They were able to send out a text and an email series about how to submit a claim in case anything happened to their home during the hurricane. That was the best case. I, that's one of the best cases you can do for it. Making, yeah. to, serve, making sure your clients know how you were taking care of them in one of the, probably one of the worst moments of their life, yeah, how, your home is flooded, agree. your home, you know, your, your roof just got ripped off, you know, you, and you got a text from your agent two days ago. So you know where to go and know what to do. Yeah, um, completely. I, yeah I completely agree. Or post event, you know, Hey, you, we know there were severe, you know, severe storms in the area yesterday. Can, is there anything we can do to help you? Here's yeah. some resources 
you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That the service side, the support side for your customers, that's the best case for for texting. Yeah, I would completely agree. So let me let me transition this way for a second. Let me ask you if you I'm sure you can do this. So I'm gonna ask you um if you could let's take off better better hat for a minute and let's yeah. just talk generically about um what should producers or you know account managers or agency owners be looking for in a good uh, do you want to come in from CRM or account management system or both? I think it's it's both. Um, but, so for this question, I guess mm-hmm. account uh, agency management system, mm-hmm. what should an agency owner, producer, whatever be looking for? And how could they utilize their agency management system better? Um, how they can get data, how easily they can get data into it and how easily they can get a full, this is the tricky part, the full suite of data out of it. Because okay. you have because what's the point of putting the data in if you can't get the data out to work with other tools, period. You know, that's, that's it. For CRM I, or agency management. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it's a great all, answer. That's, yeah. So, because everybody asks me, what's the best system to get on? Because there's so many of them out there. Uh, well, and and they're all de- good. I'm not it depends lie. on your It depends on your business. Agreed. I say the same thing. It all, you know, I hate to use depends. Uh, <laughs> I had somebody tell me one time, depends are worn by old people and they're full of shit, but um, I don't know yeah. how to answer that sometimes. So yeah. I usually just say it, de- it depends on your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you want to accomplish. It depends on your budget. It depends on a lot of things. I get that. But mm-hmm. I think th- if they're really, really looking for the best, you know, options, you know, I think you're right. I think you, I think it's a good answer. Yep. I think out. I'm more than happy to call out if the, the data is owned by the agency, it's their customer's data. They should be able to do what they decide is is ethically correct with their data. They're the ones that own it. They're the ones that are responsible for it, not the management system, not the CRM. It's their customers. So they need to be able to do with what they need to do for their business, no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're, you're right on there. And I think uh... that's a hill I'm willing to die on. And it's got to be, again, not to talk about, you know, past employment opportunities, but it's got to be cool for you to get back on that side of the fence again. Yeah, it is. Um, Because you started off in that direction and, you know, we won't mention names, but now here you are with better back in that arena with CRMs and data and management of that data. It's Mm got to be cool for you because it seems like something, like you said, a hill that you would die on. Yep. I think it's just one of the, like, as a B2B, like I have, I have a great data set that I can use because the, the, the tools that we use understand it's my data, not theirs. Yeah. 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 Uh, If I want to export something because I need to do something else with it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I know I'm with you on that. And so the people that, you know, use both a good CRM and a good agency management system, people ask sometimes, which should I pull the reports from? It, where, it depends you... on what you're. It depends on what you're looking for, information you're looking for. Your agency management system is going to hold, and it's your digital filing cabinet. You know that's the essential core of what it is. It's right, got but you can policy. store your clients in your CRM too. You can. So it's, it's just, just it, it. Which one's going to have the most accurate information? Most likely, the AMS is going to have the most accurate um, policy data, expiration information. Yeah. All of that carrier information, that's where it's, that's all going to live. So that's where I, you know, it depends on what you're looking to do with it. If you're just looking to email people, your CRM sh- should have your emails. But if you're looking to make sure that you're sending relevant content or you're not sending a policy update or a policy notice, 
make sure your policy notice date or policy expiration dates yeah. accurate. What uh, what about some of the the features within a CRM uh, that you should be looking for uh, without putting on necessarily yeah. the better hat, but just yeah. like a good what are some good features you should look for i'll just for, for i'll just look at it from my perspective of what we i need as a marketer um just for marketing our business is yeah. um i want to see my who my active clients are who my prior clients are who my prospects are um be able to see where they are in the journey um yeah. that's you know the sales because a sales pipeline you got to see where they are in each stage um, being able to get that information, that's the stuff that I, like we, I, I, if you, if you have a discovery call with my team, well, after your discovery call, when my salesperson puts you into the next stage, you're going to get a series of automations yep. when they get to the, uh, when they get out of that stage or they go to the closed or the lost, the closed one or closed lost stage, then it stops. So being able to have that kind of control is important in your CRM and that information. Yeah, and I think you you nailed a, a big part of it that I still to this day don't think enough agencies are utilizing well, and that's automations. Oh, it's and your CRM, a good one, could be able to walk you through a customer journey second to none. Yep. with good automations. Well, and I we have this. I have this. I have I have a lot of friends in the industry, a lot of friends who use our software, and a lot of friends who don't use our software. And I I tell people all the time, it. Oh, well, I want to have I want to have a custom a, a custom campaign. I'm like, what are you going to put in it? You don't know you you know. And I don't. I'm not. This isn't de- bad saying anything bad about agents. Yeah. But you're an insurance agent. Are you a writer? Are you creative? Are you a marketer? Sometimes you just got to have a done for you system because it's just done for you. But people would say, but Nick, the same message could have came out from my neighbor down the road or another agency if they're using the same automations. The likelihood of that is like 1% of. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and, and let's let's be honest. Most people like I'm a good, I consider myself a very good marketer. Um, I would say about. 40% 40% of my list sees my emails. So if you think about that, depending on where they are in their journey, their, yeah. their life cycle, just their life, there's a really good chance they didn't see that guy's emails and they probably didn't even see that guy, the other, your emails. Um, and if they yeah. did, they probably like, imagine trying to have that kind of recall that, oh, that's the email I got from that guy. So the other part of that that I love about what you just said also is a lot of the pushback I hear from agencies as well is I don't have time to set all that up. You're right. You don't. <laughs> I, I say this a lot to a lot of people. You're the insurance agent. You want your prospect. You want your customers to trust in you that you're going to make the right decision. Trust the software company you hired to do their job. Yeah. I, I've said it a thousand times. You, you, you're an insurance agent. You want your prospect or your client to trust that you're providing the right guidance as an advisor. Trust the people you're hiring to do the thing that it's it's yeah. going to work. Yeah, no, I hear you. And so, in over the last several years, we've had a, a big, you know, fast forward or you know, um, in in marketing and in automations and a lot of things. You know, we've had a lot of different buzzwords. Whether it's data, several years back, now it's the the CXP, the customer experience, things like mm-hmm. that. What do you see? That is there anything that you see on the horizon that's coming next in marketing? What's the next big thing that we're going to be doing? Or you think it's going to be further iterations of data and customer experience? Uh, it's customer experience data. Um, I think there's some stuff coming down the line with uh, experiential marketing. So creating experiences for people once they're, okay. um, so 
I, I honestly think I, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put, I'm going to put this out there. Um, I think VR and AR is going to happen in our, in our adult lifetimes. Um, we are going to be moving like, it just makes sense that it's a worldwide economy. It's a worldwide thing. Yeah. Most people are going to start interacting with uh, augmented reality and virtual reality on a regular basis. I have a, uh, 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 Oculus sitting right under my monitor. It's right there, ready for yeah. me to do stuff in. And yeah, I, I've I been... can see a day instead of me flying to uh, across the country to mm-hmm. go sit with an agency and do my market or do my uh, consulting mm-hmm. or doing a training, you know, in front of 20 people. Why not everybody just put on Oculus and I'm standing in front of them? right there in my underpants in my bedroom. You know, I don't have to be mm-hmm. on an airplane flying across. It saves my client money. It saves me money. It saves me time. And I'm home with my family. Yeah. I it's. I think post-pandemic, people are realizing, like we, we all had to learn how to run our businesses virtually. Sure. A lot of people don't like it. I get that. It, it, right. it was a struggle for me. Like I, I hated the first six months of the pandemic. It was terrible. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I hated Zoom calls because I I worked in I'd worked in person for 20 years. Right. Um, I, but I was like, I, this isn't gonna change. I better learn to embrace it. And so I think that's just the next evolution. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, no, that's good. I was hoping you'd put something crazy out there. Um, uh, I think you're working for the right guy to be able to do that kind of stuff. But I think you're right. Uh, it scares the holy hell out of me, but I don't care. I mean, it's it's coming. It's gonna be there. I'm one of these guys. I'd rather be. I'd rather go back to the days of like pagers. You know, like I don't. <laughs> I'm not a big futuristic guy or flying cars and skateboards and Back to the Future. Like scared the crap out of a great movie, but scared me. So yeah, uh, just because I'm like 42 going on 95. Um, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, but I do think you're right. I do think there's going to be a lot of that uh, that are going on. There'll be a day where, you know, I could be sitting right next to you virtually on an Oculus and we could be recording this podcast sitting next to each other in the same yeah. room, so to speak. Um, I, I had a crazy idea last year. I, because, you know, I was you know, working for a, a remote staffing company and I was like, why don't we build a virtual office? Why not? Why? Yeah. <laughs> That's the play. That's why I see, I see, Especially as as te- like ex- opening your business up to remote employees opens you up to a world of high uh, of world class employees, the staff. Period. So why not have a space where everybody can throw their Oculus on and everybody and like there's um, some re- already. I mean, we're really early stage into VR, but there's already um, wireless mice and keyboards that will connect to Oculus. And you can literally type and like use a PC in Oculus, use a virtual desktop in in Oculus. That's wild. That's wild. So it's like that's that's just one of my crazy out there yeah. things. But no, and then it. at the same time, I'm I'm setting up direct mail campaigns. <laughs> yeah. So it's still. I mean, we're still. Yeah, still a very physical world. But. We are, and still getting postcards. You know, with, you know, shop your rates, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. I got a postcard. Yeah, that's so, one of my sample cards. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So uh, we're gonna definitely. You know, it's funny. You know, as I said, I travel a lot, and there's certain cities that I go to, and certain like rural towns that still, like you said, postcards and old school marketing. That it's effective, and then you yeah. go to the most progressive of areas, and they're doing some of the things you're talking about. Um, and it's just interesting to see because we start we are in that world where like mm-hmm. within five miles of each other can be a vast difference. Oh yeah. 
And you, something you hit on um, said earlier kind of hit something, I, a, a Twitter thread. I kind of like almost went down a rabbit hole before we got on the phone, yeah. before we got on this call. Uh, and there's some like there's a discussion going on about our billboards worthless. And I, I don't say I don't think like there's no marketing thing that's worthless. No. There's some that are more expensive than others. Can you prove the ROI in a billboard? Not really. It's branding. But can you, you can a business use it effectively if you have the right team? Yeah. So it's funny you say that I had one of my uh, actually my brother's best friend in high school got, you know, became an attorney recently. Um, and he put he literally bought like he must have bought like 57 billboards because everywhere I drove, like it literally miles from each other, like one or two miles from each other, you'd see his face. And his phone number, and it was like a really clever phone number, like two 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 two, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But instantly he became the attorney, like the ambulance chaser of the year. Like everybody was calling him, he was recognized in magazines and on TV, get interviewed on podcasts. It worked for him. Now yeah. the ROA can't be tied, or ROI can't be tied directly to that billboard, but his brand is out there now. Mm-hmm. So no, I just said billboard just because it's just. No, I- I, and it's funny, I, ha- I, I have this strategy I've been playing around the back of my head for a while. If I owned a business, a local business, and I, I was going to do a billboard, I would use a geo-target on yeah. top of that billboard. So you know where your billboard is. Yeah. You go into Facebook Ad Manager, and you drop a pin exactly where that is within a five-mile radius, is everybody within five miles is going to see that billboard. Yeah. And you retarget the people, who, or you target the people who were within that billboard which also drives opportunity for other things, for video view retargeting, for just page view retargeting. Yeah. All of that. So it's not oh, worthless. It's just being smart with your strategy. No, I agree. So let's, uh, as we wind down, because I can pick up my kids here in a few minutes, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk a little bit about, is there anything that you want to share with us? You know, give, give me a few minutes of maybe uh, what's going on with your newest employer with Better. Um, anything that you can share with us that's going on? <sighs> Anything that uh, is exciting, anything that's new, I'll give you the floor to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I said I, I joined Better Agency because I want to work for Nick, but I also really like the trajectory, trajectory the company's going down. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I talked to when I, I start, first started having conversations with Nick, um, I, yeah. I reached out to several former customers, current customers, people who just I know have, have had exposure to Better Agency. Yeah, and um, I think the product. Well, you know, it's just like every other early stage product prior to the last couple of years is it, it's 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 yeah. growing, it's it's working, it's it's helping. And this is the thing that gets that the reason I wanted to come. It's helping agents write more business. Period. That's the most important thing to me, honestly. Um, so that that's been my thing. Um, I, I I get to hang out in the product meetings every two weeks, and I get to see what's coming, and I get to see what they're working on, and what they're fixing, yeah. and uh, and our, our our support team. Like <laughs> I love them um, because they're the ones that are are making sure that the clients know how to use everything, or, or helping them with the, their issues, or getting them connected, or whatever it is. So, and it's, it's software and it's always growing and there's always things that are popping up, but it's something that like, like we have a, a, a monthly meeting with Will. So Will kind of does an all hands on deck meeting. Yeah. And I am pumped to join those calls. Yeah. I'm pumped to talk to the, like, to hear for what the other people in the company are working on. Um, and even though we're about half, half remote, I feel like it's a really good company culture and it's, 
you know, everybody here is doing their best to make sure that insurance agents can sell more insurance and take care of their clients. I, I love that. I think that's a great plug. And I think, again, you want to know the people behind the company. I think that's oh, a yeah. great a great thing to say instead of giving me product details and all this kind of love that you yeah. went that way. So thanks for that. How can people get a hold of Nick? Um, oh, we already shared your TikTok channel about you personally. <laughs> but how can people get a hold of Nick if they wanted to talk to you either about better or about marketing or strategies or anything like that? Um, I am on Twitter at Nicholas Berry, N-I-C-H-O-L-O-S-B-E-R-R-Y. Um, there's another tech person named Nick Barry, and he has all the Nick Barry stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or just email me at nick.b at betteragency.io. Um, and like I, I, I nerd out on marketing. I will talk to anybody about marketing. You have a marketing question about your insurance agency? Ask me. I am more than happy to to kind of give you my my view on things. It's con- probably going to be contrary to what a lot of marketers tell you. But there you go. So I just want people to be able to reach out to you and find you if they want to. And I love that you will, you know, engage with them and nerd out with them because I think that's crucial. And I think marketing is a big part that will always be here in insurance. So thanks for joining. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I think that the rest of the audience will as well. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, bro. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. Later, Ethan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with us today in the show in Insurance Town. Guys, I can't say it enough. Reach out to my partners. Reach out to the guests. Let Nick know what a great job he did. Uh, let uh, Cover Desk, Agency Performance Partners, uh, Canopy Connect, Smart Choice know that you listen to the program, that you love what they're doing, that you appreciate them, that you appreciate what they do because they're bringing so much value to you, my citizens. They are bringing so much value to our industry as a whole. I cannot wait uh, to hear from you guys. Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. One of my favorite things is fielding emails from you and the direct messages and uh, the messages on TikTok or LinkedIn or whatever it might be. It means the world to me. Keep those coming, please. Uh, Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on Facebook, TikTok. Instagram, wherever you can, or just email me, Heath at Agency Performance Partners or Heath at InsuranceTownPodcast.com. Reach out to me. uh, Let me know that you listen to the show, that you love the show, that you didn't love the show. Have some ideas for suggestions or this or that. I'm open to all of it. If you have an idea for your own show, go to uh, GetReadySetPodcast.com. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Thank you.